0: Hello, people who want to learn about English grammar. Whether you are a student of English as a second language, whether you're a high school student, or uh, in your English class pondering why you have to do the things you do, or you're an adult wondering how English works, here we go. Um, This is the third of an ongoing series where I talk about the... The basic structure of English. Um, this is going. This is not going to be anything new or unusual for people who are learning English, although it might come as quite a surprise to people who um, who speak English every day as their native language. Because when we learn, I'm a native speaker of English too. When we learn English, we learn it in a way where the grammar is not connected to the structure of the language. And that seems weird, but we learn things like, or at least I did when I was in school, maybe it's changed now, we learn things like avoid passive voice, because passive voice is not active, and passive voice is weak, because there's lots of what we call um, the debate between um, descriptive grammar and prescriptive grammar. So basically, descriptive grammar just tells you what people say and the rules that people follow. And prescriptive grammar is that you should do this because it's better. Um, and that's why, for example, many people believe you can never have a negative in an in, any, in an English sentence and uh, you should never end a sentence with a preposition but all of those things are kind of ridiculous because the the way people speak is the way people speak. Um, it was summed up brilliantly by Winston Churchill when he said that is something, when he was speaking about the restriction on using prepositions at the end of a sentence, a preposition is a word like for, by, with, at, until. He said something like, that is something up with which I will not put. So... Yeah, grammatically correct but kind of ridiculous sentence. So anyway, um, yeah, that's all to say that people English speakers generally don't think about the structure of their language because they don't have to. And when I was in university, I was I I had to take had to take uh, a workshop and it was called something like English grammar for language students so basically what it was doing is what i'm doing in this podcast it was explaining english grammar so you could understand how it was similar and different to the languages you were learning which is quite useful actually um yeah so anyway that's all that's all of a very long-winded way to say that i'm going to be talking about simple tenses today with the exception of uh Perfect simple tenses. So, no future perfect simple and no past perfect simple or present perfect simple because I have covered those, I think, ad- adequately in the perfect uh, tenses uh, episode of this series. So, right now I'm going to talk about future simple, present simple, and past simple. So Let's start with the most complicated, I think, for people who are not native speakers to understand, which is future simple. And future simple is simply a sentence like "I will go to the store." Um, when when um, people who speak English as a second language speak English, they have a tendency to overuse future simple because, for them. Future simple means everything. It means a plan, it means decision, it means an opinion, everything like that. But in English, future simple has three three or four very distinct and very restrictive meanings. So the first is when you're talking about a spontaneous decision. So for example, you see a little old lady crossing the street and you say, I'll help her. So I'll help you with your bags you know, or you have some shopping and you're doing some shopping and you say, I'll buy the red dress and not the blue one. So those are two things that you can do. Another thing that you can do with Future Simple is you can talk about your opinions, like I think it will rain, I don't think we will win the game, and this is with expressions like I think, I believe, and even I know, because I know It's weird, but it's your opinion still, generally. I know we'll win, you know. That's one thing. And the other thing is when you're talking about promises as well, like I'll help you tomorrow, I'll help you with your homework, I promise. And one more thing is connected to when you know about a general situation and you can make a prediction on the basis of that general situation. So you know your friend Sheila. Sheila, you love Sheila, she's a kleptomaniac. So you can say to your other friend George, don't invite Sheila to your party. She'll steal from you. She's a kleptomaniac. Right? So you're making a prediction about Sheila's character. So one very important thing that I think I mentioned in the Continuous Tenses episode is that... If you want to talk about plans in the future, you can do it in three ways. The first way you can talk about going to, I'm going to go to a party tomorrow, or I'm having a party tomorrow, or I'm attending a party tomorrow with Present Continuous, or with Future Continuous, I will be going to a party tomorrow. And those are very, very similar, but they, they're kind of different shades of grey, um, or different shades of blue, different color. So, I'm going to means I generally have that plan, but maybe everything's not organized. Um, I'm having the party, I have the plan, I've invited everybody, I've made the dip, I have punch, everything's ready for the party. And I'm, I will be having a party at that particular moment. So... There's lots of ways you can talk about the future, but if you use future simple, then you're talking about spontaneous decisions, you're talking about a, um, spontaneous decisions, your, your, your opinion, a promise, or an offer, or, I mean, those are all very, very similar, I think, spontaneous decision, promise, and offer. And also you're talking about your general knowledge of the situation. If we move into present simple, it's a little bit less complicated, but still complicated for people to get their head around. So present simple is, I am in this room. I am a Canadian. I am a man. I am thirty. Sorry, 40 years old. So all of those things with to be, but I could be like, he... Uh, drinks water so you can have an action in present simple or a state in present simple so when you have an action in present simple here's where it's confusing so if i have a sense he drinks water and he is drinking water it's kind of weird but the thing that's happening now is the second one he is drinking water at this moment. And if I say he drinks water, it's generally true. And, and for example, my daughter has this book where she learns English with, she, she, uh, with which she learns English. And she has some sentences that she writes. And there's many sentences for uh, little kids, which are, he drinks water. And they have a picture of him drinking water, but that's not actually true, because you mean he does it all the time, and that's the difference. So, um, present simple with actions is a habit, right? And with states or conditions, like I am in this room, permanent things, it's either a permanent condition or a temporary condition. I'm in this room, but in a few minutes I might be in another room. present simple can also be used to talk about schedules because a schedule is like a habit or a routine, but in the future. Um, so the the bus leaves at 5 o'clock. So that has been agreed to by the bus company, and that's the schedule. If you want to catch the bus, you should be there by, you know, before 5 o'clock because it will have left after that point. And we can also use um present simple, this is kind of a weird use of present simple, but we can use present simple when we have a sentence in the future which involves a time clause. So a time clause is a word like when, until, before, after. So for example, I will call you when I get there. And the reason this is is because English wants to make things very simple. So we don't say, I will call you When I will get there because it's redundant. And in this use we can use present simple or present perfect. So I will call you when I get there or I'll call you when I've got there. Or when I've arrived would be better. I will call you when I arrive. I will call you when I've arrived. Both are equally uh, valid. So then let's go a little bit further and, and let's talk about past simple. So, past simple can be a condition in the past, like I used to be a very happy child. It can be a habit in the past. I used to play uh, volleyball every Friday with my friends at the beach. It can be also a single completed action, which is unusual because in um, present tense, you actually don't have any completed actions, which is a little bit strange, but you don't in English. So you could say, "I ate the uh, all of the birthday cake," and now there isn't any, so that's completed. Uh, we can also use uh, past simple to talk about a short action that has been that has interrupted a longer action. I was watching television when the alien arrived. Something like that. So that is all the simple tenses in English. If you would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash leverton. There will be a link in the show notes and you can send me some money my way and I can continue this podcast and the other things that I do. If you have a question or a comment, you can go to the Facebook page, English Grammar Corner, and click like and leave your comment. So thank you very much. I'm not sure what I'll do next week, but I think probably it will be conditionals or model verbs. I will be focusing on the structure and then I will I will you know talk about other interesting things like articles in the future so thank you for listening and goodbye <laughs>